Welcome to the She Runs It podcast. We're your hosts, Sarah Ratzliff and Nicole DeBoom. We are two successful female business owners who found strength, confidence, and community through fitness and want to share that gift with you. Join us as we talk about what really matters to active women. We can't wait to hang out with you, so let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the She Runs It podcast. This is Sarah Ratzliff, and this is our first episode. I am the owner and chief inspiration officer of Zuma Women's Race Series and Skirt Sports. And I'm Nicole DeBoom. I'm the founder of Skirt Sports, which is probably giving all of you wonderful women listening some inkling as to why the amazing Sarah Ratzliff and I have teamed up. Because at the end of my 15 plus year journey at Skirt Sports, I was able to pass the baton and sell the business to Sarah, who is now running it ever so wonderfully. And uh, I think learning a lot along the way. Am I right? Absolutely. It is. Uh, it, I'm having a time of my life so far. Well, and uh, that's part of why we're coming together here, Nicole, is as you and I came together and chatted about what was going to happen uh, with the skirt sports business, we found so much real connection with each other, something that I know I had been looking for. And I wanted to make sure we wanted to make sure that, that we didn't lose that magic and that there was a way for us to um, continue bringing that connection to women around the world. Yes. And we're going to be doing it every week or so. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) As we roll, because um, while I don't actually have a job right now, you're kind of busy running a humongous empire. This is true. true. (laughs) Yes. Yes. I have, I've, I go to bed exhausted most nights trying to, uh, my learning curve is off the chart right now. You know, I think most, most of you listening out there can relate to going to bed exhausted most nights. And uh, I think that's part of why we want to do this, which we're going to get into in a minute here after we introduce ourselves a little bit more, um, is that we want to help you manage all of the crazy things that are going on in your life that prioritizes health and fitness. And, and in a real way, a real way real women's experiences, not sugar-coated, um, you know, and, and making, helping our community um, come to life and connect um, in, in ways that we've always wanted to feel connected. So real stories of real women is what we want to bring to you. And we're doing it. And we're going to start with ourselves because, yeah, I know we look like superstars. <laughs> I'm just going to give you a little inside scoop. I haven't showered in two days. I threw my hair back in a headband and put mascara on for the first time in two months. So if you're watching on YouTube, this is as good as it gets in the boom house right now. We did happen to talk before we started about, we feel like maybe showering should be an episode, you know, like an entire dedicated episode, because I don't think everyone realizes how little we're all showering, especially during the pandemic, <laughs> especially when you're a mom. 
That is so true. And especially coming from a background where, you know, I used to be a pro triathlete and I showered probably three or more times a day, many days, and sometimes washed my hair that much. I mean, looking mm -hmm. back on it, that's not healthy. Not showering for three <laughs> days is much healthier. Let me just say. But it, it explains the short hair as well. It makes it much easier yeah, that's to manage actually that true. way. I mean, I haven't known, ever known any difference. So there you have it. Um, <laughs> well, Nicole, why don't you start off? Tell us a little bit about you. What's what, where did you start from? What makes Nicole, Nicole? That is a loaded question. My soul <laughs> sister, Sarah, <laughs> I think, um, you know, it's important. There's, we're all so complex, right? But there's always certain points in our lives, certain decision-making spots or points where we leapt, leapt off, you know, the edge and we took a path. And those are the important areas that I think you all need to know about, because at the end of the day, those are what inform who we are right now. Um, so for me, the big things to note are that I actually grew up a little scrappy Midwest girl. I was a athlete through and through from day one and the sports that I gravitated to were swimming and running and so much so that by the time I was 16, I'd already qualified for the Olympic trials in the hundred meter breaststroke. And I was a highly recruited swimmer going into college. Um, I spent my four college years doing some swimming, a lot of partying and uh, having a true college experience. And I graduated actually from Yale University, which is just like, I look back and I'm like, how did I do that? Because <laughs> I feel like what I learned at Yale was how to work the system. <laughs> like, right? um, it was really, truly incredible in so many ways, but I definitely did not take advantage of the academics. I will say that. But anyway, after I graduated, I had a bachelor's degree in sociology, but no idea what I wanted to do with it. And my swimming had sort of stagnated along the way, which happens a lot of times to, you know, during adolescence and, once you start to fill out and your body changes, often you, your swimming form changes. And, you know, I, it happened to me. I never got mm -hmm. faster than I was when I was 16. Huh. I know. Isn't that kind of crazy? Yeah, that's crazy because I'm sure you kept practicing for a really long time to try well, to get I, faster. You know, I did. And coming out of college, I probably experienced the first time in my life where I had like a little inkling of what depression might feel like. I'm, I am not actually a person that is prone to depression. Um, that is a topic that we are going to cover because, uh, I know a lot of people want, want to hear our take on mental health and, but, um, but I felt sort of a purposelessness and some despair that went along with it. And I went to see a counselor after college and she suggested that I do an exercise where I write down all the times in my life when I felt the most alive and mm -hmm. I wrote them all down and I looked at them and she said, something is going to bubble to the surface swimming term, I guess. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and it did it basically all those times in my life when I felt best about myself, I had maintained a level of fitness. So my body was strong. And so this mantra sort of came to life and I, 
it's become a core principle of mine today. And it's that when my body is fit and strong, my mind is fitter and stronger too. And that's amazing. It, you know, it's crazy looking back that I realized that fairly young, you know, it's pretty obvious. Yeah. It's, <laughs> we don't often like get there. Right. No. So I just kind of decided at that point that no matter what I did in my life, I would need to make time and prioritize fitness. And so since I didn't want to know what I wanted to do with my fancy Yale degree, I went and decided <laughs> to pursue a new sport, triathlon. They don't just give you like a $100,000 salary <laughs> just by walking away Actually, from Yale? Doesn't at come? that time, you owed 100000 Now I think right. it's like 400000 or something. Crazy. Um, so, so yeah, I went and started a new sport. I became a triathlete. I had many incredible experiences. I met my husband right after I started the sport, um, became a professional triathlete. Gosh, I think I was 28 when I started racing pro. I raced pro for four or five years. And towards the end of my pro triathlon career, that's when I had an idea that would spark the next 15 years of my life. And, and, and what was that? Nicole? Well, that's the idea that you now own, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I actually was just so frustrated at the options for fitness clothing for women athletes. And I decided that I wanted to do something about it and create a product line that both looked and felt great. So it's like, you look good, you feel good, then mm -hmm. you're going to perform your best. To me, it was yeah. all about what that really stood for, which was confidence. Absolutely. So, yeah. Well, and, and everyone has to remember, I mean, I remember running in my Nike shorts that only came in Navy, you know, and we're super baggy and it, there wasn't the women's running boom hadn't started at that time. There wasn't anything cute. And that's pretty much all you were wearing, right? right. Was training gear. Absolutely. I mean, your showers. Yeah, I mean, five showers well, a day. Yeah. I took a lot of showers. I just changed my gear from one black or navy thing to the next. Um, yeah. But yeah, I mean, you just spent more of your run pulling your shorts out from between your thighs and then dealing Absolutely. with afterwards. So I dreamed up the idea to do a running skirt, and this had not been done before. So it, it was kind of like this leap into the unknown. I, something about the idea of feminizing women's athletic wear was just, it just put a bullet in my heart and like just spread and grew. And I don't even know how to describe yeah. it, but all the focus that I had in triathlon instantly transferred to this new idea. I was, I would wake up wow. full of purpose and driven to learn more, do more, find out if this could work. Isn't that, I love that feeling, that feeling of life when you just, you are pursuing yes. something, yes, a dream, a goal, and you just, it, that is like a drug in above itself. It's like, it's just, you feel good and you feel like you know where you're, like you might not know where you're going, but you know, you're going somewhere if you're you right. keep working hard enough. Yeah. You're right. You're absolutely right. The pursuit of so many things in life is thrilling. It's amazing. Yes. So I actually created a prototype of a running skirt and I wore it during the marathon run of the 2004 Ironman Wisconsin and I won the race wearing it. 
And winning the race, wearing this product, it changed everything for me. I crossed the finish line and in my mind, I knew I was on to the next chapter of my life. Amazing. Isn't that cool? Yeah. I mean, and I love the fact that we just sort of gloss over the fact that you won an Ironman. Like you, (laughs) you didn't just finish it. And I think, I don't even think you even, I don't think you know how like your body has just always got like, you know, I'm, I'm a back of the pack or I'm a slow. Now I can play some team sports, but I've never the endurance level that you have. Like you totally just glossed over that. You were like, yeah, I won an Ironman. And then I, you know, in my skirt and then I was on to the next thing. Like what? That's amazing. All of that. I mean, then what a big feat, what a huge feat and accomplishment, you know, to even to do that. You know, I do think you're right. We need to own our accomplishments more. We need to shout them more, but, and I, and I'm not used to doing that, you know, but I have come to appreciate the moments when I can. So thank you for highlighting that and showcasing that accomplishment because, you know, we have a few accomplishments in our life or a few events that really, that you will remember forever. You're mm-hmm. probably not going to remember like acing a test here or there, yeah. but I will always remember crossing that finish line. Yes. Well, you know, what's so interesting as we talk about this, because a lot of your shared, a lot of your experiences in college, like, so when I was in high school, I was, um, you know, top of my class, very smart at what I did, but I also, I had played sports. It was sort of like something you did growing up. Um, there were a bunch of boys that I grew up around my father. My, my dad was a great athlete, um, but had unrealized potential because his parents didn't support it. And then my brother was a, a fun, you know, he's like six, four and giant. And, and then I had like 99, boy cousins, you know, so if I wanted to fit in, I had to like play sports and I was a decent athlete myself, but I was probably, um, better at school than I was at sports. I had to really work at, at it. So, you know, I, when I went to college, it's funny cause I was a three sport athlete. I was three. Did I say that right? Three sport athlete. I played volleyball, basketball and track, you know, year round, which when I look back on it now is not really something that most people did, they pick maybe one or two sports, but I had like a body that was made to do it. Um, but not like the natural ability to be like super elite. Um, and so when I went to college, I was like, I'm not going to play sports. I'm going to just go. I did not go to Yale, (laughs) but, uh, you know, I went to a big college. I grew up in this tiny town in Kansas and I went to this big college And I was like, oh, this is amazing. And I had never like drank alcohol. I had never, I had never done things I wasn't supposed to. And then I went to college and I did them all. And um, (laughs) that was really fun. (laughs) So I'm glad I did that. We basically had a similar (laughs) college experience doing it all. We did. And, And the funny thing that happened for me was about a year into it, I felt lost too, because I didn't have a sport to play. And I didn't, I literally didn't know what to do with myself since I had been, you know, I don't know, in sixth grade, I, I had played a sport and then even through high school, that's all I did. I didn't really have, you know, besides the band, which is also not cool. (laughs) I was, I practiced sports all the time, you know, and those were my friends. Now I had friendships outside of that, with 
you know, the band, (laughs) we still are all very good friends, but, um, you know, it was like that, that one side. And then there was the, the girls I played sports with and I had built so many relationships there. Um, so when I went to college, I struggled with that same, and I actually fell into a, a pretty solid depression for a while, um, as well, but I ended up finding, um, I started playing rugby and I got introduced to that sport and that was like where I found my home. Um, and I know I've shared this with you before, but that was sort of where, again, you know, I, I wasn't qualifying for the U S Olympic trials. (laughs) I'm not even sure I was, uh, I mean, I was just trying to keep up at practice. (laughs) It's what I was trying to do, but, I loved running the team. I loved managing the team. I would put on events. We would, you know, charge money for parking and t-shirts um, for our rugby tournaments. And did you, know, it was just, did you pocket some of that money or did it really no. go back to the team? No, it all went back to the team. It did. I, it was my, and then we, you know, we'd book trips. We did some of these different things. So I ended up um, kind of finding what my passion was. I actually thought I was going to be a social worker. I intended to um, go into, you know, therapy or administration and social work or things like that. And then ended up, um, my undergrad is in psychology, which I love. um, But I ended up getting my master's in sports administration, which is how I got to um, Disney and run Disney and Orlando, um, which is where I still am. I'm currently. So it's just, it's so it's, and I think that's why you and I connected so much and why we were like, oh my God, we have to do this podcast because, you know, sports are not, and being an athlete are not necessarily all that we are, but it's led us on so many different experiences and, and so many connections. And I think we have found other women along the journey who, needed inspiration or connection or just someone to tell it like it really is, you know, like don't sugarcoat it. Don't make it look pretty. Here's what I had, you know, as well. And so um, it just, as I listened to your story, I think, wow, what a, what a similar, what a similar experience with different, you know, different things. And now we're both moms, right? Right. Well, and you know, I think one of the coolest things is that we both hit a low point, right? Mm -hmm. In college or right after college at a very important time. And if sport didn't come into our life at that point, or for me, change to a new sport, you know, and for you reinvent itself, we may not be here today. And so sport is the thing that pulled us up out of a hole and propelled mm-hmm. us forward. And Absolutely. I know that that our listeners today, many of you can relate to this exact concept. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, I see it at, um, you know, long before I owned Zuma. Well, actually, I think I, um, I told you this when I, when you interviewed me for your podcast was um, when I came to run Disney as an intern and they, I really wanted the sponsorship position and they put me on the endurance team. And even then that was what over, I think it was close to 15 years ago. Again, the running boom hadn't hit. And I was like, well, I don't, what is that? Like, that's not what I want. <laughs> that's not what I want to do. 
And my, the woman who was hiring me was, was like, listen, this is great. You're going to get to meet everybody. And then I started going to the events, you know, and, and working the finish lines. And I saw, I saw people changing as they crossed the finish line. Like, I also would like to note that I'm probably going to cry often in these. Crying is mandatory. (laughs) (laughs) But it's still, I mean, even I'm sitting here here at my at my home office thinking of them. I mean, they're just the finish lines are so powerful. Um, and then, you know, even now in Zuma with my with the races there, and we are creating experiences specifically for women, you know, it's these women supporting each other we're supporting each other all throughout the course, just like we do throughout life. You know, we're there with each other. We're like, Oh, you don't have a gel. Let me give you this gel. You ran out of water. Like, or if you're walking, like, come on, I got you like pick this up and I'll run with you for half. I mean, it's just, it's amazing how women can support each other. Um, and just a, a cool thing to see come into play. Well, and as you earlier mentioned to pass down, to the next generation. You know, we are yeah. both moms of young kids. Our daughters yeah. are the same grade, right? Yes. Third graders. And yes. how old your son? He's six. And so, yeah, we are also moms. It's not all that we are, but sometimes we look at things through the lens of how is this going to look or how is this going to feel for our children? the things that we do and the decisions we make. And so we'll be including, you know, them in our thought processes through the episodes that, that we put out in the world. Right. Yes, exactly. It's so important. Well, and I actually was also thinking back. um, I think it is important for us to share how we met, which is really funny because I have zero memory of our first meeting. (laughs) (laughs) But you do. (laughs) You have to tell. Right. I do. Well, I um I was booking talent for our expos at Disney. So we had started the run Disney events out in Disneyland. And part of what my job I ran our VIP program. So I was interacting with all the the running legends and VIPs. And um your name had come up as someone that we wanted to come you know, speak at one of our expos and everyone had just told me how amazing you were. And, and so I, we had a, at least one, maybe two conversations via, um, via phone, which okay. you have no rec- recollection of. Yeah. But do you know why <laughs> yeah. I was in the striving pursuit stage of life? It, this had to mm-hmm. be 2011 and you were booking for the new Disney princess or something in Anaheim. Was it Tinker? It would have been Tinkerbell. Yes. Tinkerbell. Okay. So I agreed to speak at an event that was six weeks after I was going to have given birth to my baby. Oh, that's right. Because I was like, well, six weeks later, and I'm sure I'm going to bounce back in like two weeks. I'll be fine. Like, what's the big deal? So I booked it. I said, yes. Well, the reality, this was like, these are the topics that we're going to be sharing with you is that my baby came two weeks late 
And I had a mm-hmm. C-section and couldn't even walk really for two weeks after. Yeah. Regardless of that, could definitely couldn't take a flight to, you know, four weeks later um, and had to cancel at the last minute. I hope you filled it. But then um, I never got back into an expo again. So that was yeah. it. I blew my one and only <laughs> shot. Dang, but it was worth it because my kid is amazing. Yes. Isn't that funny? I had the I had the same expectations too. I still remember thinking um I'd just be able to leave, like, and it wouldn't be a big deal. And then your heart is like ripped into shreds when you're away from your child. And um it still happens to to yeah. this day. So yeah, I it was certainly I can imagine. What was I thinking? I know. Sure, I'll go speak somewhere else six weeks after my one and only baby. Anyway, um, the the next fun interaction I remember is you called me when you were thinking of buying Zuma. Yes. And my advice was I wouldn't touch that thing with a 10-foot pole. Like, why would you want to get into events? And then you bought it. (laughs) I'm so happy you did Yes, I still remember because I was like, oh, I'm not sure. I don't know what to do with that conversation. <laughs> like, like, but hmm. I think I was in some kind of weird place too because businesses have cycles. They go up they and down. Do. And when you're going through a tough spurt, it's hard to be really excited about other people who are picking up a challenge. Yeah. Well, and you know, the funny thing is, um, is that probably 10 people warned me and were like, Hey, when you, cause I was looking for a solution, you know, I had just had my two kids. I'd had two kids. My son was like one and, and things were getting crazy. I was just struggling to work this like nine to six job, come home now, take care of two kids. And, and it was the events business. Right. So I was like, I need more time at home. I need more time with my kids. My daughter was struggling with, um, being very anxious. And she needed more time with me. And so I was looking for the solution and I was like, Oh, you know, I, I should start my own business. I put on events for Disney, so it'll totally be fine (laughs) to to do these on my own. And yeah, probably 10 people were like, Hey, when you buy your own business, actually here, you have much less time. You get super stressed out. Like, and I was like, Oh no, 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 it'll be fine. It's going to be fine. And it wasn't, (laughs) let's be very clear. Two years, it was rough, very rough. And now things are, you know, after, and that's what, that's what everyone eventually said too, was three years into the business, it starts to even out. And, but to your point, yeah, it's, it's, there's cycles, you know, and, and, but there's that passion too, of us wanting to do something. It's something only women, we can create, um, something that we want to see ourselves that, that you don't get from big box companies. I just, you know, Nike came pretty close to it with the Nike women's half, but it was still, you know, a big company. There's different things that happen when um, your passion meets your drive um, and you can overcome things differently. So anyways, that's, you know, I get on my soapbox. So, um, but yes, that, so that we interacted then and then Zuma kind of, was eventually taking off and doing well. And then you and I had connected and said, you had sent me an email saying, Hey, do you want to do a cross promotion? But let's talk about the timeline on this. (laughs) (laughs) It was like, 
Yeah. So I sent you an email in like November of 2019. Yeah. And then in April? It was April. It was a solid <laughs> six months. Solid <laughs> six months. I was like, I guess Sarah didn't want to do a cross promo. But um, well, by that time, going into 2020, the skirt sports had had a few issues. The pandemic had hit and I was had decided that I was going to wrap things up because I needed to move on, do some other things. And there were some challenges that I just didn't want to go through again. I'd been there. But I said, if there is, if the right partner gets in touch with me somehow and has a desire to, you know, run the business, own the business, buy the business, then I will, I will sell the business to that person. And you sent me an email in April of 2020 and you said, Hey, what's up? You want to do a cross promo again? (laughs) I think I literally hit you back with like two sentences. Hey, definitely don't want to do a cross promotion, but if you want to buy my business, I'd love to talk. (laughs) That's exactly what it was. And I I was like, is she crazy? Like, (laughs) no, what am I going to do with a skirt company? It's happening, like- <laughs> you know, but there is a point where we tiptoe around things. And especially as a gender, you know, women t- yeah. tend to tiptoe around things too much. And we just need to come out and freaking say it when we want something, yeah. we need to say it. And I was like, well, I'm at the end of the line here. If I don't say it out loud yeah. to someone who could really be a perfect fit, who it could fold so perfectly into her existing business, if she has the passion, it's not going to happen. So I was so grateful to have you reply with, huh, that's interesting. Let's talk. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I just sort of like kept it. And inside, it's funny because inside my head, I was like, no, that's no, I don't, I don't think so. But you know, I, I'm, I'm a curious, I'm a curious being, especially as a, um, as a female business owner, you know, I work alone a lot. I have to trust my gut. I make a lot of decisions on my own. And it was an interesting, you know, thing to sort of see also behind the back door of what you've been doing. You know, it's, you learn a lot from other, from other women when they're willing to share knowledge and information from you. And so, I mean, that's part of what I was thinking. I was like, well, I don't know, let's, you know, share some more information and, and you sort of did. And, um, and then over the months, I think we just really enjoyed talking to each other and it, 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 it became clear what a good fit this was. And I think the possibilities began to open up in my mind of what, what could this look like? And, oh, Hey, don't forget, we're in the middle of a freaking pandemic. <laughs> what better time? Let's not forget about that. Yes. You know, I will also say during this time with skirt sports, I fielded probably 30 to 40 phone calls. And it wasn't until I started talking to you and the connection between us was so clear and so obvious um, that I just knew that this was going to happen. We did have a couple of speed bumps along the way that made... I think both of us want it to happen even more. And, um, and I'm just really grateful that it did because now yeah. I get to spend time with you. And yes. you know, 
I think our goal with this podcast is to do the episodes in 30 minutes or less. And we're probably at like 30 minutes right now, aren't we? We might be at 35. Ah. <laughs> I do have so the clock over here. You were dubious. You're like, we can't do it in 30. I was like, we'll do it in 20. Ever, ever like, the optimist. No. And it's really fun. interesting. Um, you know, we obviously have different styles and different different needs, you know, personal needs, but it's really mm -hmm. fun to come together and to feel the little bit of, of contrast that comes out on both sides or else this wouldn't be an in interesting yes. conversation. Well, speaking of that, Nicole, yeah. um, so I just have to share with our listeners, um, you know, we obviously had some conversation before we started the podcast about what would this be like? And you have your own podcast already. And I've wanted to do one for years, but was not quite sure how to approach it. And, you know, I'll, of course, I want everything structured. And so for those of you who know us or may not know us, we're very different creatures. Um, I'm a much more, uh, I feel like there always has to be sort of like outcomes and like a structure and like, well, what, what are we learning from this? And Nicole is more, you're more like, well, what's this story, man? Like what, what, <laughs> what can we learn? And you like, will follow a conversation and you'll ask, a, but you I don't know if you know this, you make people feel amazing. Like when you introduce me, are you like, you just have a way of acknowledging people where they feel heard, which is amazing. And I'm more like, okay, yeah, yeah, that's, that's a nice story. But um, can we get to the point? <laughs> so, which I'm sure is frustrating for those who are around me at times. And I, I try to sort of you know, work on that. But as we talked about this podcast, you were like, well, it'll, it'll be fine. Like, we'll just talk. And I was like, but Nicole, what, what are we teaching people? What are they going to learn? What are the key takeaways? <laughs> Do you remember right? what I said? What did you say? I think I said, well, they'll, they'll just be obvious at the end of each conversation. Cause that's how I roll. You're yeah. right. Yeah. And, and I was like, said, no, there needs to be a PowerPoint presentation. I, said, I know. And I said, well, I mean, we don't need to have like a one, two, three bullet point. You were like, no, we actually do need to have that. I need to have that. And I said, great. Then let's end every episode <laughs> with one thing, which is going to be Sarah's three takeaways. Yes. So are you yes. ready to, to end this episode with your takeaways today? Well, yes, did why well, I before we jump into my takeaways, um we've missed the other bullet points. Oh. <laughs> you mean why we're doing this? Why we're do I feel like we should just like touch on that. Well, I kind of thought it just was obvious. <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, and I think, you know, we've had some good conversation. We've talked about like I think where we come from and I, Obviously, I think our connection is is easy to see, but um, I know both you and I have expressed, um, well, we just talked about depression, loneliness, feeling isolated, feeling unheard, unseen, like in a sea of, of women, we're not always like sometimes we're the strange birds in the... <laughs> in the mix. Right. And it's like, you try to, you want to find your tribe. And I think, um, 
that's part of what we we wanted to do. And our generation, I'm not trying to say that we're old, but there was no, there were no podcasts. There were no, like, no one spoke, no one shared real knowledge with us. I mean, our parents did as much as they could, but even their parents hadn't shared that much. So I'm hoping that this is a place where we talk about real knowledge about for women, real experiences, something that matters. Um, and I think we both felt that we could have a, and we're very different. And though there's similarities, I, you know, when we share both of our experiences, I think that will be even better. And sometimes we'll bring in experts and, and things to talk about the things that we actually really know nothing about. <laughs> Absolutely. And, you know, to add to that bullet point list, um, we also want to include our listeners in our process. You know, we, we will continue to ask you for your feedback on what you want to hear. And sometimes we'll be featuring you, which is really cool. And a reason to tune in every week or so and subscribe and do all the things we're going to ask you to do here in a minute. (laughs) Yes. Well, and sometimes we will talk about, I have a feeling we're going to talk about some very interesting TMI topics as well. So I look forward, <laughs> look forward yeah, to those. Too. Those are going to be really fun. Yeah. I have a feeling that it's, some of them will have to do with body parts. Most likely. Most exactly. of them. <laughs> well, and our listeners may not know this, but I am very uncomfortable on a mic, whether Um, I feel like you have your, this is like me stepping outside of my comfort zone. I don't often share my opinions or thoughts unless I can kind of control the environment in which they're being shared. So this is, um, this is me stepping outside of my comfort zone in a really big way. And you know what? This is me helping you do that. Yes. Yeah. You make me feel a lot better. Well, and that's (laughs) what this whole podcast is about. Well, And so should we wrap up then with, with Sarah's three takeaways? Yes. The three T's bring it. So number one, and I think we just pretty much said this is we are not alone. You are not alone as our listener. We, you have a tribe and a home here with us. You are not alone. We are not alone. That's takeaway number one. Takeaway number two is you don't have to have a perfect plan. You just have to start and keep moving forward. I mean, if you look at Nicole's trajectory from an athlete and a business owner, there wasn't a set plan. Um, There were pivot points, um, but you don't have to have a perfect plan. And I think that applies to anything in your life. Like so many times we want to, we want to be like, okay, well, if I do this, here's the outcome I'm trying to get to. And sometimes all the cool stuff happens in the middle when you can't direct it. So takeaway number two, and then takeaway number three is I think it's really important as women that, and it's almost like an obligation for us to share our experience and our knowledge with each other you know, it's, we know to do that already with our daughters and we get an audience with them a lot more, but with each other, 
there we there just hasn't been enough experience or and not not enough sharing and then i think that's partly why we all feel alone so that's my takeaway those are my three takeaways is there brilliant else? brilliant <laughs> the cherry has been popped the takeaways are out there episode <laughs> 1 in the books yes all right, you guys, a little bit of, what do you call it? Laundry? Got to do the laundry. I forget what they call uh, it. Housekeeping. Yeah, the housekeeping. housekeeping. See, this is like, I don't have a job now. I don't even, I just go out and like play all day. I can't even think of the right words anymore. There are, there's a little bit of housekeeping here. So the first thing is that if you don't already, we would like you to subscribe. It's important when you're launching a new podcast to get as many people engaged as you can at the beginning because it just helps in so many ways to get the word out and that we want to do that. We want to get the word out. So subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. Um, and the second thing, actually, there's a couple more things, um, is to write a review. So maybe listen to a couple of episodes and write us a review. Make it a five star. All right, That's fine. Nice. Make it whatever you think it deserves, but we would appreciate a five star. And um, are we offering something? I think that we are. <laughs> I think we are, but I we may you may need to check the notes for what it. You guys will it, love this. I'm looking at some notes right now, and it says write a review, win something. <laughs> just never figured it out. And since I don't, hey, I can't give away skirts anymore. So Sarah's going to be, well, on you the can technically, Oh, we will be giving away something, but <laughs> I have not, I have not write a review in the next episode. Review. You know what? We'll give you more details on this mystery winning of something Yes. <laughs> for now. Yes. Just write a review. Um, we love you already for doing that. And then finally you can email us at something. <laughs> Can they email us? I, info at skirtsports.com. Duh. Hello. Yeah. Info at skirtsports. Um, yeah. Send us your wish list of topics. People you want to hear you. from the real things you want us to talk about on this show. We will put it on the list and hit it. Yes. We can't wait to see what you send us. All right. I think we did it. Is we did. Yeah. We that's a wrap on our first episode of the She Runs It podcast. Over and out. See you next See week. Ya. Audio jump.